Hey friends and freaks, we're going on a roller coaster ride at the amusement park of death. Dare, Dare to, to join, join us? Welcome back, guys. This is Alt Cult Nation Podcast. I'm Tessa. I'm Taylor. Yep. Not an interesting person. <laughs> but yeah, so there's the story about... It, they published a book. Somebody came out and published a book. And instead of just sticking to the facts, they tried to make it seem, I guess, more exciting with saying that the little girl got decapitated. But the owners flat out said, that never happened. It's not true. So that's not a thing. Did you just punch yourself in the face? I'm recording again because I was going to add something and then you just decided to punch yourself in the face. Fucking socked myself right in the temple. Jeez. Idiot. That's what pisses me off when when there's like a place that's actually haunted and has these experiences. You fucking piece of shit. sorry. But a place that is like actually haunted and has like these experiences like oh yeah I see an apparition like we've seen an apparition of a man on a Ferris wheel and they can't just say that like that I'm sorry but that is weird and freaky and like like that's scary enough what? by itself you like, don't have why to would, add. yeah why would you like take that tr- like true statement from people and then like try to twist it and make it some elaborate story about oh a little girl was riding the Ferris wheel and got decapitated by a branch like there's enough death here you that's don't the- need to embellish also. Decapitated by a branch while riding the Ferris wheel. How, my thing How that fast is, is the Ferris wheel going? It's not a fucking roller coaster. <laughs> like I've been on numerous Ferris wheels and they go so slow. Like it's not a fucking wheel of death where you're just zooming through. Although that would be kind of fun. I'd probably throw up, but like I would enjoy it until I puke. It reminds me of that one ride at the Dolphin Carnival. That was like a Ferris wheel. Woo. Ferris wheel. The bullet looking one where like you sat in the little like metal death trap cage. Yeah, but they didn't spun look like, you. Yeah, but they didn't look like bullets. I thought they always reminded me of like little like pills. pills. No, they were like circular. Like they were just like circular cages and you sat and each oh, person like sat. the old ones from when we were little. The last time yeah. I was there. Was oh, there might be like an upgraded one. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't. Upgraded. Yeah. yeah. Quote, upgraded. Sketchy as fuck. But no, yeah, when we were like in high school and stuff or middle school, high school. I'm pretty sure we were in high school once that one was like added to the yeah. rides and it was like new and everyone was super excited about it. Yeah, and the seat belts and the bars would um, dig into your hip bones so bad. I ended up with bruises every time I got Oh, on. yeah, because you literally, it was, it's a circular cage and there's a seat on each side. Yep. So you and one person go and sit across from each other and... You do use there's your like body bars. weight to, like, yeah, rock like, it back and forth. There's, like, a bar, like, in between you guys. And then there's, like, handles on, like, the side of it. And you, like, you can ask the person, like, oh, can you start spinning us? Yeah. Or you can, like, try to do it on your own. Yeah. Nope. I went. I can't remember who I went with. But the, <laughs> I went in that ride with someone. And it was awful. Because literally the whole time it was just. Spinning, spinning, spinning. See, I miss And so, like, you're spinning in your own little thing, and then the whole thing is spinning. Yeah, no. 
Salt and pepper shakers. That's what they used to call it. The old one. Is the salt and pepper shaker. Or the new one. I don't know. But yeah, I remember it was like one of the first years that that was there. That that ride was there. I went on that ride with someone. And then I went on the other ride that is like an open, like they had seats. It a seat on across from each other with like a circular thing in Ugh. that you spun to make yeah. yourself spin. And like it was a, just like, like a teacup style. Yeah, spin. and it was like open. Like you the sides were completely open. I went on that with um Jake mm-hmm. and we he's two years older than us, so like he was fucking Spinning it as fast as he could. And then me and Heidi went on the the one ride that was weird. That had like the, it was like a Ferris wheel, but it was like, um, like it didn't go, like it wasn't like a circle. The Mary Mixer? Is that what you're talking about? Like it was like benches and then you would get like put into them and then it would, it was like parallel to the ground and it would spin you around and you'd feel like you were going to hit people coming at you. Like a scrambler? Is that what I'm talking about? I think so. It's probably called, the, like, the carnival carnival version is probably called a merry mixer. But no, it's not like that. It's, you're sitting in, like, a Ferris wheel type seat and kind of, like, the scrambler seats. You're on a bench mm-hmm. and there's a bar over you and it's going on a track. Like, kind of like a roller coaster track a mm-hmm. little bit, but it's no, it's not on a track. I'm sorry. It's on, it's like a Ferris wheel where it's like they're, like the seats are on like, what are they called? Like rods that go, oh, that like okay. meet at the middle. Yeah. And it goes around in a circle, but like, it's like one part you like dip lower and like you go oh, up. Oh, okay. And like the seat can like twist and turn. Yeah. Like you can go like 360, but like if you like make it. So it wasn't necessarily like spinning, but it was like still jostled you around. <laughs> and we were on that. And I would, ju- I was like, Heidi, you need, like, we need this ride to stop or I'm going to puke all over you <laughs> because. Sounds about right. Because I went on all like those three rides right in a row, like no break. When I think it was one of the food. dumbest things. And Heidi was like, half, like, like half, she's like, stop the ride, stop the ride. Please, I don't want to get puked on. <laughs> Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> the last time I got on one of those was like two years ago. I got on one of the ones that like you're you're in in the thing. It looked like a spaceship and you sat with mm. two people in this little spaceship and they would spin you forward. But you'd go straight up in the air and you were upside down at the top and then they would reverse it and go backwards. And like then you couldn't see. I literally like busted my arm out of the metal grate, waved at the dude and was like, please stop it. Like, I'm too old. I will throw up. I'm going to get sick. And he did. He stopped it really quick. And I was like, I'm really sorry. Like, I was probably on it for less than 60 seconds. And I was like, I'm going to throw up. I'm too old for this shit now. One, three, sixty. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. No, that's... I can't do spinny shit anymore. Mm-mm. I try to spin around with the boys now. Like, Xavier always wants me to hold his hands and, like, spin him around in circles. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, bud, I love you. And, like, I want you to have fun. And I want to be that fun mom for you. But it's not going to be fun when I throw up on you. So maybe let's not. Yeah, I can't even read in the car without yep, nope, getting sick. <laughs> when I did my suspension, I literally had to take Dramamine. And I still threw up because of spinning around. 
Like, straight up. I took. I feel like there are other factors <laughs> playing into that also. Well, the first puke was from adrenaline. I knew that. But the second one at the end, like, I got one, like, big push and started spinning around. And I just, I couldn't get my bearings back to, like, stop my body you from just circling. Play. No. Have the vomit spray. No, around. because I would have had to fucking clean it up. No <laughs> <laughs> thanks. I'm good. But yeah, oh, as soon as as soon as I got like two full rotations in, I looked at Rev and I was just like, "You need to bring me down now. I'm gonna throw up." Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, the second my feet hit the ground, he like whipped the trash can over to me. It was on wheels, and I just vomited everywhere. Like, thanks, appreciate you. It was a great time. Would highly recommend anybody who's into that kind of shit. Do suspension. It's a blast. It's a really good time. Prepare yourself for the throw up, though. It will probably happen. Yeah. So, this week, (laughs) this week we're talking about Shawnee Lake. Right? Amusement park. Shawnee Amusement Park. I don't know what I'm talking about. Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Right in front of you. (laughs) <laughs> the only reason I fixed it was because I read it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, man. I've had too much. Too much. Espresso. Too much. Too much. Yeah. So we're talking about Lake Shawnee Amusement Park, which is described as, quote, one of the most terrifying places in America, which is also a TV show that it is featured on, which is why it's called that. And it is also uh, one of the 10 most haunted places in the world, according to ABC's paranormal experts. Didn't know that existed, but now we do. Here we are. The more you know. Reading rainbows. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it is located in Princeton, West Virginia, which is in Mercer County. And it is... A very scary looking place. Oh, like, I think I could, it looks neat. I oh like no, it. I love it. No, I love it. I want to go here so bad. I want to live in the bus. <laughs> There's a bus that Gaylord Jr. lived in. Oh, he lived in the bus? He lived in the bus. Like, that That was his home. He lived there. And I was just like, oh, that, that's my type of place right there. I could live in a bus. I knew he lived on the property, but I didn't know he lived. Yeah, he converted a bus basically into, like, a trailer. trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, like, they still have it fashioned like it was when he was there. Like, they have, like, the old, like, 60s, 70s-esque, like, couches with the ugly-ass, like, tweed plaid material. And, like, it just, it looks super cool. And I'm like, oh, my God, I would live there. That's my kind of place. Throw some florals in there. I'm happy as hell. Yeah. I almost said something different. I was like, mm, better not. What were you going to say? I'm happy as a fly on shit, but like, I don't want to be a fly or shit. So <laughs> it's a common <laughs> phrase in my family, okay? Okay. So if you look at pictures of it, you can see all the old rides, like the Ferris wheel, the swings, and they're just covered in like overgrowth. Like, yeah. it's. Like, you can tell that it's been sitting there unattended to for decades. Yes. And 
Um, yeah, it's an abandoned amusement park that is believed to be haunted. And that wasn't the original plan with, like, the current owners, but they just went with, like, the paranormal activity, and now they host ghost tours and history tours of mm-hmm. the park and, like, the surrounding land, because it sits on, like, a hundred acres, I think. Yeah, it's a it's a large and I, Yeah, like, I, I couldn't find, and I mean, I didn't try to find, like, look that much into it, but I couldn't see how much land the White family... Sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds awful. The family's last name is White. <laughs> Just for clarification. <laughs> I mean, they are also White, but I want to refer to them as the White family. Seems rude. Yeah. <laughs> but, so the the main owner now is Chris. Chris White. I don't know, like, how much of the land they still own. Mm-hmm. But I'm, when, like, Shawnee Amusement Park was built, it was on, like, a hundred acre plot of land is what was bought. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that quick. Conley T. Snyder. All of these names, except for like what, like Conley T. Snyder, that is a name. And then like Gaylord White, they all like crack me up. Like they don't sound like real people. No. I'm very made up. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I hear Gaylord, I just think of the Fockers. Yeah. Or I'm just like, Gaylord Fockers. Yeah. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not real. No. But yeah, so Conley T. Snyder was a businessman who bought the land and developed an amusement park that opened in 1926, and that is Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. It consisted of a swing set, Ferris wheel, a dance hall, there was a speakeasy at some point, which, is it actually a speakeasy? Well, I mean, yeah. For that time frame? Oh, I guess 1926. 1926. Yeah, they're still in, like, isn't that, like, the tail end of the Depression? When was the Depression? Isn't that the, I don't know when the Depression was. Never mind. I don't know, but Prohibition was the whole 1920s, so that does make sense. But, like, they still call it a speakeasy, like, even after the fact. Well, yeah, as they should. Speakeasies are cool, man. Yeah, but. Let me get my my flannel out and grow a beard and wear a loose-fitted beanie. Call me a hipster. See, when I hear speakeasy, I think of, like, real speakeasies with, like, dudes in suits going Like gangster like, style? Yeah, like... Because that's what gangsters do. <laughs> yeah. Fucking karate chop. <laughs> um, and it also had a swimming pool and a pond that was used for, like, fishing. And there was, like, paddle boats, canoes, stuff like that that you could rent to just go out on the water and have fun. And in its heyday, the park provided fun and entertainment for many families, especially the coal mining families in the area. So, in, I watched um, the Dead Files episode Mm -hmm. about this. And so I watched that one, and then I watched Ghost Lab. I didn't finish Ghost Lab because I didn't like the way that they conducted their investigation because like have you ever seen ghost lab yeah they kind of see this was like the first time i was watching it i've probably seen it in the past and just like don't remember but like they go to these places or they went to lake shawnee i guess i technically can't say for other places but i'm assuming if they did it at this place they do it in all the places and they go and they just instantly right off the bat 
trying to, like, agitate the ghost. Like, they literally use the words, I'm going to agitate the ghosts. Yeah. They just try and to piss them off because they want, like... It's too it's too dramaful for me. Like I don't like that. Like go experience it. Like be respectful. Don't be an asshole. Chill. And if it happens, it happens. Don't like to me. I don't feel like it's real if you're being that over the top about it. Like well, yo, let me go piss off a ghost or a fibber. I like the word, <laughs> but I also just think it. And they even say like. We're going to disrespect this place. And I'm like, why? Why is that your, like, mindset and outlook on this as paranormal investigators? Like, yeah, you, just, like, you should be more respectful of things like that. One, be respectful of the fact that, like, you're being allowed onto whatever property you're in. And two, like, this is their home. Like, whether you believe in this stuff or not, like, those entities, that's their home. That's where they reside. Like, that's... The, they're stuck there for whatever the reason may be. They're stuck there. Don't fuck with them. Like, you want to talk to them. They want to interact with you. Cool. Don't be rude. You know, you wouldn't go into somebody's house and, like, flip a table and be like, oh, did I agitate you? Like, that's not how you get somebody to talk to you. Just makes me mad. I enjoyed that analogy. I imagine going into someone's house, just like storming. You want to talk to me now, bitch? Like, <laughs> fix the table. Uh, but yeah, so like in Dead Files, they're talking about how it's like in the middle of nowhere, essentially. Yeah. And it's because where it's located is like at the meeting point of like two major roads mm-hmm. that. I mean, I'm not sure, like, the use of them today, but back in the, like, 30s, 40s, 50s, that was, like, the main... Those were, like, the two main roads that were used yeah. in this area. And it was also very close to, um, like, coal mines. Like, that's where... So it was, like, perfect placement for back then yeah. to attract a lot of people. A, a lot of people, yeah. Homeowners didn't really have much to do. Yeah, and it was also very, very cheap yeah. to go there. Like, the admission fee was super cheap, and it just, like, all the prices were super low. And the owner did that intentionally. Like, he want, like he didn't want it to be... I mean, obviously, you want to profit off of it, but it's not like he was going to... Like he wasn't aiming to get like, rich out yeah, of it. Like, he just, he built it because he wanted to provide this fun place and entertainment for, mostly for children. Mm-hmm. When it was, like, kind of perfect, where with all the coal mining towns, like, one, those families did tend to have a lot of children. Mm-hmm. Like, the, especially back in this time, like, you had a lot of kids. That's just what you did. Birth control wasn't readily available. Like, <laughs> if it was even a thing then, I, I don't, don't know. I don't think it is. So, like, the parents would go to work, and then mom stuck home with fucking 19 kids and counting, and fucking, like, what are you gonna do? So you ship your kids off to the amusement park, you get shit done, and you don't have to worry about them for the day. Yeah. Little did they know. Yes, little did they know that this very fun place would soon turn into... Quote, an amusement park of death. Yes. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, with it, so Lake Shawnee Amusement Park was open for 40 years. It died. It died. <laughs> it died. It just dropped then. It closed. <laughs> I just imagine the rides like keeling over with their death rattle. Aw. I imagine them being like real living creatures now. Moving on. Um, <laughs> the park closed in 1966. And within that time, um, so this didn't actually happen in the amusement park, but it kind of shows that, like, it's a little bit of evidence for, like, maybe something else was going on and not just, like, all the, it's not just, like, a coincidence. Yeah. Um, in 1927, Conley's three-year-old daughter, Eloise, died at the hotel that they were living in. And it was, like, a freak accident on the elevator. And I... Elevators freak me out for this reason. Because it it's, like, such a Final Destination death. Yeah, 100%. Like, I mean, all of them are very... I mean, yes. Final Destination-esque. Yes. It feels like that. Yes. But she... It's kind of hard to describe, so I'm just going to leave it at that she died on an elevator and not inside the elevator. She was essentially crushed by an elevator. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the first death inside the park was of a young girl in 1953 on the swings. And it was when a soda delivery truck that was at a nearby stand like backed up into the line of the swings and I've heard it like it's been told not necessarily different ways yeah, but like, like written differently she's it's crushed like, and by the truck and other times she like smacks into it yeah dies. it's yeah. like sometimes it says that the truck hit her mm -hmm. and then there's other times that she hit the it. truck but either way she made contact Once with the she truck. made contact with the truck, she died. Yes. She died upon impact. Um, and then that was pretty much, it was chocolate. It was like, it's the 50s. Nothing's perfect. Yeah. It's tragic. But. They kind of just left it go. Uh, yeah. Like it wasn't, they, the amusement park didn't really have any repercussions no. done to it. It just. Oh, yeah, a little girl died on the swings. It's sad, but let's move on. Yeah. And then within five years, two boys drowned in the pool. Yeah. And the first was a six-year-old boy named Wayne Harmon, and that happened in 1961. And he, honestly, it's it's kind of, like, vague exactly how he drowned, because that was told in the Dead Files episode, and she explained it, that he jumped into the pool and just no one was paying attention to him. Mm -hmm. So, that, like, I don't know if he couldn't swim or if it was just so crowded. Because that, did, that has happened. That's happened at a park around here not that long ago. Mm. A kid was swimming in an overcrowded pool, not very well supervised, and they ended up drowning. Yeah. And that's pretty much what happened to Wayne. And someone, like, brushed up against his body at the, towards the bottom of the pool. And lifeguard was called for, but by the time they got him out of the pool, it, he, was already, he was already 
dead, unfortunately. And then the second one happened in 1966 on July 3rd, and this was pretty much, like, the The last straw. Yeah. Um, John Richard Tolley, he was 11 years old, and he got his arm stuck in the drain. Yeah, like the intake drain. Yeah. Because the pool was fed, if I'm not mistaken, the pool was fed by the lake water. Mm-hmm. So they had, like, a, a whole system of, like, drains that went back into the lake to keep the water circulating so that it didn't get disgusting and they didn't have to use, like, all the chemicals and shit that we do now. Yeah. It just kept everything from getting stagnant and gross and his arm got stuck in there. Did you read about, like, he got dropped off there. His mom dropped oh, yeah, him off Oh, yeah, his mom dropped morning. him off and she went and did her thing and then she came to back pick him up and she couldn't find him. Yeah. And then went home thinking, oh, maybe he walked home, still couldn't find him. And it was like a couple hours later, they had been searching for him. And somebody finally found him on the bottom of the pool. Oh, my God. And he was stuck. Like, they had to. Well, they, like, drained the pool. Yeah. They had to, like, drain the whole pool. Yeah, because they couldn't get his arm out. Fucked. That's all. Ugh, I didn't like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and these are, like, the three most popular deaths that happened in the park, but it is said, it is believed that there's, like, six in total deaths that happened Mm -hmm. at Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. Those were just the the big ones. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and there's a lot more deaths on the property that were prior to the park. So yeah, yeah. There, it, it's just it's a, it's a graveyard of dead children. Yes. So, Snido, after the deaths at the park, because most of them, if not all of them, were children. He had lost his three-year-old daughter, so he like understood more than anyone, like the heartbreak of losing children, and he also felt super guilty because he had created this park that's supposed to be. Fun for Super kids. Super fun and a great place for families to go. And, and then, bam, your babies keep dying. Yeah, by the end of it, it turned into a place where you would go and be like, ooh, is my kid going to die here? Yeah, am I going to come home with little Timmy? Yeah. <laughs> you always go, little Timmy. Tim, like, well, it's the only name I can think of. Like, <laughs> It's just a standard name. I don't know. <laughs> so Jacob, is, is that better? No, because that's my brother's name. That's true. So, Lake Shawnee Amusement Park just sat abandoned for nearly two decades until one of the former employees, when it, like, during its peak, Gaylord White, he bought the land and the park. And he dreamed of restoring and reopening the park. And he did actually, like, succeed in that. And it was open for, like, three years. Yeah. And they had, like, this huge event during the 4th of July weekend in 1987. And his, the, like, main owner now, Chris, his which is Gaylord's son, um, he said that there was, like, close to 10,000 people who showed up to this event. Uh, but the, ultimately, the insurance rates were too high. Oh, and, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, so, <laughs> go figure. Um, and that forced them to close the amusement park but they still, like, they didn't necessarily give up hope. Like, they still were like, well, we're not going to 
sell. Like, we still want to do something with this land, this park. Like, there's still something to it, despite all of this shit that's happened here. So, during excavation... That's a weird word. Excavation? Excavation. I don't know why I couldn't say that. During ex... During... (laughs) Why am I struggling so much today? It's because when I was in the bathroom, I was like, man, the past two weeks or so, the episodes have been super easy to edit because we've been doing things in, like, the proper order, like, introduction. Yeah, we haven't been fucking it up. Yeah. Um, So now, of course, it's, we're just fucking everything. I'm just fucking everything up. (sighs) Musa, bring it back. During excavation in 1989, which... The sources were very mixed on why they were excavating. It was either for, um, like, home development. Like, they were planning on building homes and selling those to people. Mm. Or mud bogging. Yeah, it's super muddy there. Which, oh, yeah, Every video I saw. And it's also West, like, fucking, like, it's, that, it. that, That song, the... Country Roads song oh. that's literally the West Virginia's theme song. Mud bogging just fits right in. I only like that song. I actually don't really like that song at all, but it's in Kingsman too, so. It is. Stevie good... loves that song. Oh. Like, used to ask to listen to it all the time. Oh, I'm gross. glad he's grown out of it. Um, But yeah, so during this ex- excavation, the a shocking discovery was made. and so at first they found artifacts like arrowheads pottery little figurines they were like oh these were native americans yeah um these are native american artifacts but then they just stumbled upon a few human remains yeah by a few like it's a good bit yeah they they found about 20 bodies, 13 of which were children. And experts actually believe there are upwards of towards like 3,000 bodies buried on this land. They just don't know for sure because once they found those 20 bodies, they were like, shit, nope, we're not building. We're not poltergeisting here, guys. Yeah, we're not digging anything. We're not building anything. We're not doing anything else. Yeah. And if you go there, you can actually, like, there's a clear divide between the the sacred land of the Shawnee tribes that were there before any of all of this was going on, Mm -hmm. and then where the park is. Like, there's rocks that are, like, figureheads, basically, to, to show you. But just think about the bodies that you're walking over within the amusement park. I won't walk on a body... Like, in a graveyard. I will not walk where they're laying. I'm very anal about that. The thought you don't of just even stomping think of, like, all over them, like, makes me sick to my stomach. Like, no wonder kids were dying here. Those ghosts, those spirits are probably like, hey, fuck you. Yeah. That so- little brat dropped their ice cream on me. Yeah, so we're gonna rewind, like, back. Let me do some... Quick math here. Couple hundred years. Two ish hundred years <laughs> to 1775, 
when Mitchell and Phoebe Clay, with their 14 fucking children, (laughs) settled on this land from Virginia. They were the first English settlers of Mercer County. Mm -hmm. And Mitchell Clay was, which in my head, every single time, I want to say Clay Mitchell. I do too. Okay, I'm happy I'm not the only one. Every time I read that, I was like... Your name should be. Uh, yeah, I don't I just, like it. Your name is wrong. Yes. Sorry, sorry, guy, but uh, you're wrong. <laughs> um. So yeah, Mitchell Clay was a wealthy tobacco farmer and slave owner. You know, he was your typical kind like, of douchey, awful person. Yeah. But the norm for this time, and when they settled there, it was on about 800 acres mm-hmm. of farmland. And I couldn't find, like, much background in the sources, but there there was a known ongoing feud between Mitchell Clay and Shawnee Native Americans that... Yes, this was directly their, that, their land. Yeah, they... So, their tribe hadn't inhabited the land since the 1400s, but they still used it. It was their sacred and, burial ground. Yeah. And, like, I couldn't find... I couldn't find in any of the sources that I was reading or watching, like, solid evidence of this happening. But I have listened to other podcasts cover this location. And they said the Native Americans told them, like, this land is important to us. Like, do not... Yeah, don't fuck with it. Like, this. please just, like... Either go or, like, work with us. Yeah. They were very... They were a super peaceful tribe. Like, and they're still there. There I are still like shy... Native Americans were peaceful tribes until, until we a were... fucking white man came in and was like, this is mine now because I, quote, found it. Yeah. Or bought it when it wasn't for sale. <laughs> to some random fucking monarch this was is... like, hey, do you want it? Pay me some euros. Here it is. This is another thing that fascinates me. And I'm, I enjoy reading about it, but it also pisses me off because I'm just like, because some of the sources you read, they're like, oh yeah, the Native American savages. It's like, shut up. It depends on what point you get it from. Fuck up. (laughs) You're an asshole. These people had entire systems. Like, it was, they're not savages. Like, just because they didn't wear your hoity-toity bullshit clothing didn't make them savages. They lived off of the land and they respected it. Like, everything was useful to them. It's beautiful. They didn't come from these fucking, like, oh, yeah, we shit in a bucket and then we throw it into the street and everybody gets scurvy because they don't fucking eat properly. Like, ugh. But, yeah, so I don't... I'm not sure if... Mitchell Clay knew, like, if the tribe told him, like, hey, this is our sacred burial ground, and he was just like, oh, well, fuck that, it's mine now, Mm -hmm. or if they didn't feel comfortable, because, like, the, like, it is sacred to them, like, you're not just gonna go, like, a willing, like, share that information, not necessarily, like, keep it secretive, but it is special to them, they're not, and they also... Or probably like, I don't need to explain myself to you. You can't just come in here and take our land. 
It's like little kids when like they go to somebody else's house and they see a toy that they like and they're just mine. <laughs> like, no, bro, this is not how this works. That's not how any of this works. AKA your child at my house. Maybe. <laughs> yes. Um so this feud kind of hit a boiling point in the fall of 1783. Mitchell Clay had gone hunting with his oldest son, David. And while he was gone, he had his other kids, like, doing chores around the farm. And he had his two sons, Bartley and Ezekiel. They were building fences, like, around crops. And when they were doing that, it was a group of 11, like, about 11 Shawnee Indians came and attacked them. Mm-hmm. Bartley was shot and killed right on the spot. The oldest clay daughter, Tabitha, she and some of her younger sisters, they were doing, they were washing clothes. Mm-hmm. They saw in, this happen. Yeah, in like a stream, like very close by to this. Tabitha obviously freaked out and ran to try to help her brother. Which, okay, good she, for her. Yes, like, I what love, a badass. I love Tabitha. She's she, a fucking badass. She said, oh, you're coming after my family? There's a bunch of you, you grown men? Not today. Not only that, but she tried to take, like, one of the Indians, I'm not sure if he, like, grabbed her first, or if she, because she ran, like, instantly to Bartley, Mm-hmm. who unfortunately was just lying dead on the ground. But she was trying to, like, cover his body and, like, be Protect like... No. him. Yeah. And I'm not sure if, like, the Indian grabbed her or whatever. Or she was in some sort of scuffle with an Indian, and she tried to grab a knife that was hanging from his belt. Mm-hmm. But she, unfortunately, she couldn't get it, and the Indian used said knife to stab her to death. Yes. Um... And they captured they, Ezekiel. Yeah, so they, they scalped Tabitha and Bartley because that's a thing that they did, which, yes, can be said savage-like. But after everything they've gone through and dealt with, I'm sorry. Not saying that Tabitha and Bartley deserved it, but I can understand that it's, like, it's kind of a power move. It's a power move, but it was also part of their traditions. Like, now today, you have trophy hunters who will keep the head and the antlers of things that they hunt and kill. But fuck trophy hunters. And, like, put them in their home and display them. Yes, it's a human being. That's a little bit different. But for the time, as well as their beliefs, that was looked at in the same eyes as what having a deer mounted on your wall is Mm -hmm. today for a lot of people. So, it's very different. We think of scalping now. Like, scalping makes me sick. The thought of that, um, like, I can feel, I can feel it well, when I think about, about it. Now I can feel it. You're welcome. Ugh. Yeah. Just nice old, like, monk Stop. bald patch on the top of your head. I hate it. Let me I just Let it. me just skin a sliver of that off of there for you. But, it's yeah, they, like Taylor said, they took Ezekiel and just rode off. Yeah. They were... Holding him captive. Um, During the attack, a man, I don't know if he's a neighbor or a friend, just some random dude, Lincoln Blankenship, 
Don't know if I'm saying that right. But that's what it looks like. Blankenship. He just showed up to, like, the Clay's cabin. And the mother, Phoebe, she saw this, like, once she saw the attack happening, she obviously freaked out because she has, like, 20 other children that she's supposed to be watching and protecting. And also feels helpless because she just sees a group of Shawnee Indians attacking her the helpless children. See, and the part that pissed me off, though, Tabitha fucking comes running and is like, no, don't hurt them. Phoebe's inside, like, come here, my little chickens. Like, get under mom's skirt. Bitch, get out there and help your children. You're a fucking adult, and you let your young... I think Tabitha was only, like, 11? She no, was she was older old. than... She was older than at least Ezekiel, and Ezekiel was seven or 16 at this time. She, oh, so I she she was an older her. teenager. Okay. No, she. So, I get what you're saying, but also think of it as well. If I run out there, and they take me, these eleven grown men overtake me. What's going to happen to my twenty small children who literally have no chance without me? Mm. No. So it's that's a why you don't have so many fucking yes. kids. It's why a you tough don't situation. have so many babies. But yeah, so she, so Phoebe asks this man. <laughs> With a gun to go save her children and shoot these Indians. And he's like, hmm. Nah. I don't think so. And and just leaves. And he did go to New River, which is like a settlement that was close by. And reported that the Clay family was being murdered by Shawnee Indians. Yeah. Thanks. Super helpful. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Nice neighbor. Um, so the so after the Indians had left with Ezekiel, Phoebe, she retrieved the bodies of Bartley and Tabitha and took them to the cabin and kind of just laid them in their beds, which honestly is really sad. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. It's, yeah. Like, I had to skim over those parts because I was like, ugh. I got kids, man. This yeah, is too much yeah, for me. It's, it's really tough. And then she took her younger children and trekked through the woods to the home of another neighbor, James Bailey, who was about six miles away from their house. And after all this happens, Mitchell Clay just returns home and finds his two dead dead children children and everyone else gone and is like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And is assuming that his whole family... Everybody other than was his oldest son was taken. was either dead someplace else or taken from taken by these Indians. Or just taken. I don't think he, at this point he had known that it was the Indians. He might have yeah, speculated. Yeah, I think he assumed it was just because yeah. they did have like ongoing relations that weren't the mm-hmm. best. Cause yeah, so the article that I read, it said that once he like discovered the scene at his farm, he went to New River. And I'm not sure if someone told him that, like, oh, they know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Or if it was just the closest settlement that he was like, oh, I need, I need because, information. Yeah. And he also was like, I need men. Because yeah. he then was on a mission to either avenge his family or get them back. Yeah. And so he did round, round up a group of men. And they did catch up to the... Shawnee men, but 
fortunately it was too late and they had tortured Ezekiel and burned him at the stake. Yeah, the story that I read is he arrived and Ezekiel was still being burnt. Yeah. Like Yeah, like he what like he Ezekiel wasn't alive. was burning at the stake when yes. Mitchell found him. Yes. But yeah, I don't think he killed all of them, but there was like a battle. Yeah. And um Mitchell ended up going back to the farm. They buried their three children on that land. And then Phoebe and Mitchell rounded up the rest of their kids and moved back to Virginia. Yeah. We're like, they said, fuck this, we're out. Yeah. And that was like the end of that fucked up history. And it seems like not like that history kind of like died down and wasn't well known because Conley Snydo, I believe, didn't know about it when he purchased that land. Yeah. And decided to build an amusement park on it, because why would you? Mm. Um, which I mean I guess it's understandable because of the time and like the amount of time that went from yeah, from one to the set, other. Yeah. It, that's a large gap in in history, as well as the fact that he probably got a nice a steal on that land and was like, oh, perfect opportunity. Like, why has no one thought of this before? Oh, yeah. And, like, you don't do a ton of research on land that you're going to buy. Most people don't. They're just like, oh, yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, that's true. Get a good price, whatever. So, yeah, so because of the history with the between Mitchell Clay and the Shawnee Indians, some people believe that the land is cursed. Yes. Um, like, not only haunted, but cursed. And that's why all the bad things are happening. And this is just... And it, this was spoken about in Ghost Lab, and it's not completely relevant, but I also kind of liked the story. Um, it is set in... Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And the Shawnee tribe, they were um, one of the chiefs. Chief Cornstalk is like the English translation. Mm -hmm. He was killed by American soldiers in November 1777. And like before he died, he put a curse upon the land. And in the years after that, there have been... Two fatal plane crashes, a toxic chemical spill, and the most deadly coal mine disaster in U.S. history. Yeah. So people are like, once they heard like Native Americans, they're like, oh, there was definitely a curse put on this land. And yeah, that's and all why this fucked up shit happens here. Yes, because I meant to mention this in earlier when we were talking about the deaths at the amusement park. There's actually another death that happened, not on the amusement park, or in the amusement park, but on... On the grounds. On, like, the... On the land mm -hmm. that the amusement park sits. Did you hear about this, the murder? No, the murder? Yep. So, in... 1935. I'm a mess. We'll find it someday. Um... So, a local man, James Craft Belcher, he was 25 years old, 
His grandparents actually owned the property in the early 1900s. I'm assuming before Conley Snydo, mm-hmm. that they might be who Conley Snydo bought the land from. Yeah. Um, he was estranged from his wife at this time and had a mistress, Myrtle Taylor. She was 19 years old. I. <laughs> um. And on May 11th, 1935, James catches Myrtle having dinner with another man. And, dude, you're fucking married, so get over yourself. You're married, this is your mistress. She doesn't belong to you. She can have dinner with whoever the fuck she wants. But whatever. The original sugar baby. (laughs) So So he, like, flips shit. And essentially kidnaps Myrtle from this restaurant. Like, she, he forces her to go with him. And on Rock Shawnee Road, which is just a strip of, like, the property, he pulls over. They both get out of the car, and he shoots her in the head twice. Yep. She doesn't die there. He puts her back in his car and drives her to the hospital. <laughs> Which, what the fuck? What is your, like, what? It was that instant, like, buyer's remorse. Like, oh, fuck, I shot her in the head. Oh, she's not dead? Cool. Let's try to get her some help. Yeah. So, she died a few hours later because she was shot twice in the head. So, James is arrested because she fucking shot her in the head. Yeah. And he pleaded not guilty due to insanity. But the the jury was like, hmm, fuck no, you're just an asshole. Yeah. And he actually died in prison in 1993 at 85 years old. But yeah, that's just another, like, tragedy that happened on this land. And this, I feel like, is mentioned because it helps like oh yeah that's definitely fucking curse yeah but not saying that he i I don't care if a ghost made him do it he still fucking did it and is an asshole and deserved to rot in jail which he did thankfully the circumstances leading up to it are just scream like hey i'm a dickhead yeah not so much like hey we went for a drive and all of a sudden i was overcome with these insane thoughts and feelings and i had to do them like possessed couldn't control my body like no it wasn't some happy honky dory thing he was just like hey don't be giving it up to nobody else bitch and myrtle which i don't like that name because it sounds like turtle who the fuck names that but i like turtles i like turtles but like (laughs) pretty sure we say that (laughs) every fucking episode it comes up all the time it's a good it's a catchphrase (laughs) i like turtles (laughs) i like it but yeah so like I've said before, Dead Files. And even before, so Dead Files, for those of you who don't know, is a TV show on Discovery. And it's Amy Allen, who is a meet, like she's a pretty well known medium, and Steve Deshavi, and he's a retired homicide detective. Mm-hmm. And they're like a team who will go and investigate these locations that have a lot of paranormal activity. Yeah. So Chris White had called them and, like, asked for their help because his mom, Jewel, 
and by this point, um, Gaylord Sr. and Jr., they both had passed away Yeah. by this point. So Jewel, his mother, was living on the property by herself. And she was having a lot of experiences. Jewel, I love Jewel. I want to meet her. When we go, I want to talk to her. Just want to sit down and have, like, a cup of tea with her and talk about ghosts. Because she is so cool. And, and she I, she respects the land and yes. the entities. Yes. Like, there's a part where they're talking about, like, oh, her. Because Chris is very, like, he's like, I don't know what we need to do to, like, make things better like if it's getting her to move off of the land like that's fine and she's like i'm not the one they want gone yeah she's like, <laughs> like she's just fuck you. yeah she's straight up just like don't you dare. i don't have problems with the ghosts they, they like don't me. have problems with me um but in dead files like whenever they go to the location amy allen goes and does like a walkthrough not knowing anything about the place and steve does, like, his own, like, the, like he look, looks into, like, the history. Yeah. Does interviews and everything. He does, like, and the then, case files and the casework on it. Yeah. To figure out what all happened and took place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Amy goes at it in a very spiritual way. Mm-hmm. And then they, and they don't communicate at all during their own, like, they do their own separate investigations. And then both of them together meet with the, like, sit down with the owners and everything. And, like... To explain their findings and try to come up with, like, a solution to try to help them. Mm -hmm. So, Amy explains to them that she encountered at least 12 conscious entities in Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. She didn't explore, like, the land as much. Like, she stuck pretty close to the amusement park and, um, like, the pond Mm -hmm. and swimming pool areas. She said the water was awful. Like, when she got near the water, she felt nauseous. Yeah. Because of all the activity and energy that was coming from it. Um, Which that makes sense. How many people did they find in the pool that died from the water, let alone, like, how many people just went missing on the lake that you never found? Yeah. So she goes into detail about, like, the entities that stuck most out to her. So the first was a little boy who was about eight or nine which could have been one of the boys who drowned. Mm -hmm. And he kind of takes it upon himself to be, like, a guardian of the area and, like, just watches over, like, visitors and kind of, like, follows them around to, like, make sure they aren't getting into shit, I guess. I know. It it is cute. And then there was... (laughs) There's an adult male who has a lot of anger and rage and... Amy explained that being exposed to that energy could cause, like, extreme anxiety and make you feel like you're being stalked, mm-hmm. which is some of the, um, the pe- people like, firsthand there, experience, yeah. yeah, stories. And then this is the one that I, I was like, what? And this is the kind of stuff, because you know I'm, a, like, a full-on believer. Yeah. And... There are moments where I'm, like, I do approach it with, like, skepticism, depending on the situation. And a lot of these TV shows are very dramatized because... It's boring if it's Yes. Jared and I had this exact conversation. He was like, yeah, but they just, like, go over the top and blow. I'm like, 
Yeah, but, like, it would be, like, who would watch it if they didn't? It would be boring as fuck. Yeah. It would literally be them walking around in the dark going, Hello? Ghost, are you there? Yeah. Hello? Can we get ghosts to talk to us? <laughs> exactly. But this entity that she talks about, like, is one that I'm like, and I mean, yeah, you could, like, just fucking, like, make this shit up, but I believe it. And I think this seems more believable. Not that, like, so she explains that she came in contact with a very old and strange entity that was, like, about eight feet tall and had, wore, like, robes. It's a giant. (laughs) And they were kind of, like, a warning and, like, protection. Mm -hmm. And... Chris White's his son um was interviewed by Steve and he was telling him of like some of the experiences that he has around the area and he told him how he was walking around and he got towards one part of the park and I I don't remember I don't even think he like said which part it was mm-hmm. but he got to this part and he felt as though arms wrapped around him and turned him to go a different way as, it, like, protecting him and saying, like, no, you yeah, like, don't, don't go, go down o- this path. Don't go over there. Get out of here because you're not safe if you go there. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, they think that it's this huge-ass giant entity. Oh, he's like a Hagrid. I know. That's what it makes yes. me think. Like, Hagrid, just, just chilling, always there to be helpful and, like, mindful of things and make sure you're being safe. Like, that's so sweet. Yeah. And... One of the other entities, which Amy didn't, she didn't discuss it, but a lot of the um, people who visit here, she's, like, the little girl who died on the swings, is one of the most, like, seen entities. Mm -hmm. And um, Gaylord Sr. and Jr. both had, like, encounters with her. Mm -hmm. So Gaylord Sr., he would... um, like, ride on his tractor or, like, mowing the Yeah, this story blew my fucking mind. Stuff. <laughs> so, he, like, he always, um, like, that was, like, his little thing. Like, he, he he enjoyed it. Like, that was kind of, like, a therapeutic thing for him, I feel like, when he just, when he. He would go out, cut the grass, has, and, like, yeah. have his, have his moment to himself. Like, like, the yeah. dad that just, like, has the beer and, like, yeah. rides the tractor. Um, so, one day he was doing that, and he, um. Like, felt pressure on his shoulders and was like, what? And, like, started looking around. And he saw a little girl sitting on the fender of the tractor. Mm-hmm. Just, like, just chilling. Like, like literally just hanging out, like, going for a ride on the tractor. And he was like, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, that's the obvious response. Yeah, like, at first he was like, I, yeah, at first he was like, what the fuck? But he realized that she was just, like, she wasn't trying to harm him or anything. She just was enjoying, <laughs> she was pretty much just enjoying spending time with him on the tractor. Well, yeah, I read about how and he saw her pop up in the field while he was, like, going about his business a couple of times. Like, she would oh, show yeah, up on yeah. the left of him, and then all of a sudden she would be, like, off in the field mm-hmm. popping up to the right of him. And then suddenly she was just there. Yeah. Like, with him, like, right in front of him. Hanging out. It's like, yeah. 
Well, she's like and, trying to play hide and seek. Like it's cute. She's just messing around. Yeah. And then he, Gaylord was like, you know, if you like this tractor so much, I'll give it to you. And he did. Like he didn't use that tractor anymore. Like he just let it sit. Or he, or, um, what were you gonna say? I, I because what I read about it was she warned him. Like that was a game that they played. From time to time, she would show up while he was doing his tractor stuff. And, like, they had that relationship of, like, she would just kind of pop in and out. Mm -hmm. And he was on the tractor the one time, and she warned him, like, you need to stop. And he stopped and parked it and never touched it again. They moved it a few years later... And when they went to, like, fire it up, there was a fuel leak that they hadn't realized. Like, they put fuel in it, all of that kind of stuff. And, like, essentially, it didn't blow up, but, like, it it caught fire. Mm. The whole thing caught fire. So they looked at that as, like, the little girl warned him, like, hey, you need to get off of this. It's not safe. I think I read that or, like, heard it, too. But... Gaylord did it was on um I think it might have been on Ghost Lab or like a YouTube video but I was watching an interview like with Gaylord Mm -hmm. and he explained that the girl that he was like oh if you want the tractor you can have the tractor and like gave it to her okay so I don't know if well I mean if that's his real first hand yeah like I I don't know if I don't know if both things kind of happen like not necessarily that he gave the gave her the tractor and didn't use it or if it then became a thing that he still used the tractor and she just, like, showed up every time he did and they just yeah. kind of, like, spent that time together. And Which, then like, that eventually cute. happened. That is cute. That's cute. <laughs> I like that. Gaylord Jr., though, apparently his interaction with her was not cute at all. And she appeared at it. He was um, he was around the bus. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess he, he was either going to or leaving. And he was, like, approaching the swings. Um, and all of a sudden, she just, like, appeared in front of him. Not, like, right in front of him. Like, off, like, in yeah. the distance a little bit. He could see her. And she was just standing there, soaked in blood. Like, her dress was soaked through with blood. There was blood in her hair. And she just stood there and was staring at him. And he was, like, Ugh. And he, like, like, she kept staring at him and got the feeling that, like, she didn't want him, like, near her. He was, like, okay. <laughs> See, and but just, I like, also, like, no offense but, to Gaylord Jr., but the fact that, like, I don't, he kind of seemed like a lazy mooch to me. And maybe she just, like, didn't care for him because, like, he moved in on the property. Like, he lived in a broken down bus that, like, was nice. Yeah, like, it's a cool little hut thing that he had going there. But, like, maybe she just didn't like his energy and was like, no, stay away from me. Like, I don't, I don't care for you. Like, you make... I like your dad. Gaylord Sr. is cool. We're bu- we're buds. Maybe he was a stressor for Gaylord Sr. And it was a, like, hey, fuck you. Like, she's a little kid. She probably threw tantrums sometimes. Maybe. Um, but um, Gaylord Jr., he also had, um, he could have possibly been, um, like, physically affected by some of the entities. So he passed away at 51 
from a massive heart attack. Before his death, he had 26 heart attacks. Jesus. That's a lot of fucking heart attacks. Yes. What? How do you have that many heart attacks and not die? And he died from a heart attack at 51? So those heart attacks. Like, he's really young. What are they doing? Reaching in his chest and being like, dum dum. Like, what, what are you doing? I don't know. Are you scaring the shit out of him to the point he's having a heart attack? No, I don't know. I think it's, like, um, just, like, the type of, like, negative, overwhelming energy that he might have been exposed to, like. Was just causing these heart issues? Yeah. That's nuts. Um, but Jewel, she says that she believes um, like, both of their spirits are still there. Like, she'll sometimes have either feelings or, like, see something happen, and she's like, oh, that was... That's gay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they call people. That's their nicknames. I don't know. I don't know them. I've decided. Yeah, that, yeah. It's not fact. Just, like, uh... Who would say gay lord every time? Every fucking time. Come on. Maybe their nicknames were Lord. I doubt it. <laughs> I'm not calling you fucking Lord. Like, you want me to bow down? Do I have to kneel too? No, fuck Ew, you. Did you hear about that one football player who tried to kill his girlfriend because she wouldn't bow down to him? He, I can't remember his Why name right like, now. Yes, I but read this. He was on the Seahawks and... I mean, he must not have been that good of a player because I asked Jared if he heard of him, and he was like, I don't have any clue who that is. Yeah, I do feel like I read that article. But yeah, he, um, yeah, he, like, asked her to bow, or demanded she bow down to him, and she was like, no. (laughs) And he beat the shit out of her and, like, strangled her. Was that the one where she survived it and she came out? Yeah, she and so, showed back up, and he was like, "Wow, I'm surprised you're still alive." Yeah, like she. So she, he threw her on the bed and like strangled her to like the point of unconscious. And he went out to the kitchen and just like started eating food or whatever. Um, and she like came to and ran into the bathroom to like call for help. Like she, her plan was like to run into the bathroom, lock herself in there, and call the police. He's a fucking football player. You think he can't and, get through a door? I mean, it worked because he didn't even. He didn't. He even didn't go try after. to fuck with no. her after that, though. Because he, but yeah. So when she ran into the bathroom, he was like, "Wow, you're alive." Yeah, like what the fuck kind of psychopath? Like, shit is that? No. Yeah, and he, he ended up releasing a statement saying that he, and it was like. Events that occurred over the weekend were due to some, like, but I'm pretty sure he's, but he is bipolar and is on medication. But he wasn't fucking taking his medication. And also, don't say fucking events that occurred. No, you fucking tried to kill your girlfriend. Yeah, the attempted (laughs) murder that occurred this weekend. No. If you're going to release a statement, just say, yeah, I tried to kill my girlfriend because I'm an idiot who stopped taking my medication. Yeah, it's fucked. No, I did read that. I don't remember who he is either, but I do remember Yeah, I can't him. remember his name and fuck his face. I hate his face. Yeah, I can picture his face too. Yeah. He has that like weird like beard. Um. Anyway, back to Lake Shawnee. Yes. But one thing that I thought 
was kind of cool is um in Dead Files, Amy, like part of her solution for them is because in the beginning when Steve found out that they were doing like ghost tours and stuff and like ghost hunts, he was like, mm, Amy's probably might tell you to stop that because she won't be into it because she, you know, it's like she's more connected with that and she knows like you can get into very bad things if you do that. Yeah. <laughs> if you do it incorrectly. But when they're talking, she said, she's like, I don't want to tell you to stop the investigations because I definitely think this place should continue to be investigated. Like, I think people should learn about this area. But I think you really need to, like, screen who's coming here and, like, why. Like, yeah, don't make get, sure it's not yeah. some, like, dumb dumb kids trying to come in and, like, just party it up yeah. and, like, fuck with things. And she also said that... Uh, after like each ghost tour you could also ask people to leave an offering for Mm -hmm. the native american spirits that are there and he steve is like well like do you have like any instruction like that they during the good offering yeah like should like is there speaking involved like exactly how and she's like well they they'll like lead them to know like, what needs to be done and left. And, like, while, like, they're talking about this, Jewel sitting there, like, yep. And, like, he's like, oh, you're not, do you know what she's done? And she's like, yeah. Yeah. I, I already, and then he's. We've been there. We've done that. Yeah, and he asks Chris, he's like, do you know? And he's like, yes. And the, he's like, oh, well, then you guys are ahead of the game. Mom bakes cookies twice a year. She <laughs> leaves them in the field. Like, we don't, we're not allowed to eat them. Um, And on their website, there's, um. There's, like, a tab, like, a history tab. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, the Shawnee tribe, Mitchell Clay, Conley Snydo, and Gaylord White. Like, it shows, like, all the, the quote, like, owners of the land. Mm-hmm. And under the Shawnee tribe, like, tab, it says, like, we ask, we kindly ask visitors to leave an offering. Like, yeah. they ha- like they advertise that and they actually, like, do it. And, like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even the one video I watched, the... The one marker for, like, the sacred burial grounds where they did find a lot of the the native, like, articles and things like that, um, there's, like, necklaces that are hanging on the stone and things like that. And then there's little gifts around that stone. It seems like that's a very popular spot. It's almost like a grave marker. But I just, I thought it was really cute. And, like, the one video, they did, like, a close-up. And you could tell, like, the two necklaces that were there and were clearly visible had been there for a while. Like, Mm -hmm. they had been there for years. The stone was starting to erode, like, where the water would have gone around, like, the bands of the necklaces. And it was just, it was really nice to see that. Because I do think it's important. And a lot of people, even people that do respect like, this type of thing in the paranormal, forget about. Mm-hmm. There are still certain just respectful traditions that you can do, especially with indigenous people. They had things that they did to honor their dead. That was so mm-hmm. important to their culture, their traditions, and their heritage. Like, you didn't, you didn't fuck with the dead. They had special places where they put their dead. And, like... Things that they did daily, yearly, monthly, whatever, 
to continue that respect and that show of even though you're gone, we still honor you. So it's just, it's nice to see modern day people doing things like that and like learning about it and educating themselves. I like that they have that on their website. I think that's very sweet. Mm -hmm. And in the Dead Files episode, when Steve is like initially interviewing Chris about like the land and like what the plans were and like everything. And he's like, well, like after like, it's discussed that, oh, yeah, like, my dad plan like, bought this planning to reopen and, like, restore the amusement park because it was very important to him. Like, he worked there. Like, it was a place of, like, good memory for mm-hmm. him, and he wanted to provide that for other families. Yeah. Um, Steve was like, well, like, what really is the plan now? Like, what, like, essentially, like, what is the point of, like, still owning it and, like, just having an abandoned amusement park? And Chris, go- he's like... It's like, well, we just let the land tell us. Yeah. But he's like, we go, we kind of just listen to the land and do what it tells us to do, That's the way to be. Yeah. More people should be like that. Joel, you raised your kids right. If you ever, for some reason, would hear this, like, you raised that boy right. Good job. You're a good person. Yeah. I love Joel. Your name's cool. Like, you're a sweetheart. You're just, you're dope, man. I dig it. Mm -hmm. I like her. So, yeah, that is Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. They do still hold the ghost tours. Yeah. One thing about that, have you seen Phasmophobia, the game? I I mean, I've heard of it. I haven't, like, actually seen any, like, gameplay or, like... Okay. Like, I've seen, like, stills from it. I hate... Okay, for... I hate it. hate the game. It makes me very uncomfortable. Why? It's fucking scary, bro. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah, I don't like that shit. I don't. Well, then why like are it. you involved in it? I'm not involved in it. They played that game one time on Twitch, and I was like, the whole time I had this shit muted and was just like, yeah, I'm here. I'm here for moral support. I'm not fucking watching, okay? I really want to play it. It's fucking scary. It's scary. <laughs> but. I like horror games. I'm happy for you for that. <sighs> not my bag. But in the beginning, like, you start out in, like, a paranormal investigation trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a legit-looking one. They fucking have one of those on site here where, like, I don't know if that's actually what it's for, but it looks just like the one on Phasmophobia. And as soon as I saw it, my stomach dropped. and like, Ooh, do I want to watch this or not? I probably don't. Kept watching. They went into the trailer a little bit, and I was just like, yep, that looks like the Phasmophobia trailer. Fuck this. I'm about to be out. Ugh. I don't like that shit. It's scary. If The trailer freaked me out more than, like, walking through and talking to spirits and trying to get them to move shit. Like, Why? Because it it brought back what happens in Phasmophobia. Like, when you die... Oh, I thought you meant in the game when the... Because, like, Phasmophobia is, like, you go on, like, a paranormal investigation. Yes. Yeah. I thought you meant when they're go like, in the video game when they're, like, talking to spirits and shit. Yeah, Phasmophobia, like, you're doing that and, like, you have, you're in the trailer and when you're in the trailer, like, you get your file, you get, like, your case, what you're looking for. It gives you hints as to what type of entity could possibly be in the house and, like, you get, like, firsthand accounts of what people have experienced and, like, you go in and, like, the goal is not to get caught or killed by the ghosts, the spirits, whatever's in there. But you don't know what type it is. There's a couple of different kinds it could be. 
So, like, you're in there and, like, lights are flickering, your flashlight will go out, like, the breaker will blow sometimes if you put too many lights on. But, like, if the lights are off or they're flickering or the breaker busts, you know that they're, like, you're pissing them off. You're doing shit that's pissing off whatever's in there. And it's fucking scary, man. It's scary. I really want to watch. Or watch. I mean, yeah, but I really want to play that. It's really scary. It's very scary. Like, the one thing, like... I'm a little bitch when it comes to horror games, though. Well, you see it, like... Like, your flash... The one, the one, it's like your flashlight, like, you cut across the room, and, like, you see this, like, thing. Yeah. But then the lights go out, and then they come back on as its hands reach around your face, and it's yeah. just... And, like... Ah. Not for me. No. When... Um, Resident Evil Biohazard came out. The Resident Evil game, like, the older ones, it's pretty much just, like, zombies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and stuff, and, like, like, they're that. not, fine they're, like, those. not scary, but Resident Evil Biohazard is completely different and is terrifying. It's, it's, um, you, like, the main character is this dude whose wife or girlfriend, significant other, like, goes missing. hmm And you go searching for her. Yeah. And you end up, like, stumbling across this, like, run-down house in, like, the middle of the I woods. I have. I've seen and people And it's, like, play this that. family that, yeah. And oh, it is so scary. I play, I, I beat the game in a weekend, but it is... So, and so many times I'm just sitting there on the couch and I'm like, something will happen. I go, nope. Yeah. (laughs) Just sit there. I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. There are some times where I'm like, Jared, can you, can, can you do this for me? And I watch and then I do like, and then I watch as if it's a scary movie. Yeah. You're like in the blanket, ready to cover your eyes. Yeah. Because when I play horror video games, I react the same exact way and real life situations that scare me. I don't have fight or flight. I just freeze. <laughs> so we need somebody who can easily carry you when we go and do our personal like paranormal investigations. Like, like I no, I'll so I'll freeze and be like nope, I don't want to be here anymore. And then so you're, you're a fainting goat essentially. Like just sure, <laughs> except I don't faint. You just I just up. freeze and I'm like, Ugh. I just stare and I'm like, no. Or I look away really quick and like I didn't see that. I didn't see anything. Nope. 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 Yeah, <laughs> I'm a little bitch. I'm one where I just I ignore and proceed. I see some shit. I'm not gonna say shit about it. I didn't see nothing. Okay. Let me just keep minding my own business walking through here because and in my head, for whatever reason, if I don't acknowledge that I saw it, it didn't see me. That's just the logic my brain plays on me, and it's it's got me this far in life. And like I've had a lot of experiences with paranormal shit in my personal life. I ignore and proceed. I'm just gonna casually leave the space I'm in and I'm gonna nope right out of there. Uh, that's how I am at, like, haunted attractions, too. With, like, real-life people just pretend, like, in dress-up scaring you. I'm just like, mm. 
Or you kick them in the face. Field of screams with my parents and Heidi. I kicked someone in the face? Yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, wait. They took somebody's shoe, either they, your shoe no, or my shoe. They almost took my shoe. And yes, you were like, bitch, No, this dude was trying to take my shoe. He grabbed my ankle and was pulling me and was pulling my shoe off. And I was like, no, don't take my shoe. So I just started wildly kicking my foot. Yep. So I was like, no, fuck you. Get off me. I want to go in the tunnel I, at the end. Mm, you know the spinning tunnel where you have to walk yes. across the bridge and like you yes. feel like you're drunk as fuck. Yes, that that makes me think of Delaney every single time. Aww. but like a good memory. Yeah, it's a happy because memory. I mean every almost every memory of Delaney is a happy memory. But when we went to Field Scream, I don't think or no you it, you were there. Heidi wasn't there. Was you, that- you probably we went to Field Screams and we and we uh, slept over at Jasmine's house after. Mm. You were there. I'm not doubting you. My brain's trying to mm-hmm. find the file that that's yeah. in, and I can't. But we went on the <laughs> we went on the hayride, and then after, like, you go through the tunnel, and Delaney's in front of me, going oh, over wait, the bridge when she almost flipped over the railing. Yeah, well, she yeah, she flipped. And she's like, she's like, whoa, guys, and then flipped. She's like, oh my god. That thing is crazy. Freaking out the whole time. Delaney's obnoxious ass laugh just filling the whole tunnel. She was a gem. Yeah. Just a gem. Yes. Truly. Um, But yeah, so that is Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. Yes. You can visit there. It's pretty dope. I think you have to pay. There's like a... Yeah, there's a... There's, like, a tour fee or something, and there's different types of tours. They do stuff, like, through October as well. Where yeah, they have, like, a... Guided tours. Yeah, it's called... They have this thing called um, Dark Carnival, which is also, like, yeah. a haunted attraction, too. Like, there's a haunted house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a haunted um, trail yeah. through, like, a corn maze. And, but, like, the ghost tours, I think it, like, it's not expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I think it might be, like, $20 a person. Yeah, that sounds about so, right. And they, ha- so they have daytime tours, and they have tours where you can go, and you can stay overnight. Yeah. I, yeah, I would go do the stay overnight ones. Mm-hmm. The only, I don't like camping, just because it scares me. I love camping. Yeah. I go camping every year. Yeah, I know. It's a blast. Okay. You come camping with me. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, if you ever been to Lake Shawnee, let us know and tell us if you had any weird experiences there. Yeah. You can let us know by DMing us on Instagram <laughs> at Alt Call Nation Podcast. No. Fuck! I almost had it. God so, damn yep. it. You uh you can find us at Instagram at Alt Cult Nation, Facebook Alt Cult Nation Podcast, Twitter Alt Cult Nation, I believe. That's fine. We don't really do much with the Twitter anyway. Um, or you could email us at Alt Cult Nation Podcast at gmail.com. Gmail. Know the Gmail part. And you can go to our website, Alt Cult Nation Podcast.com. Yes. And if you look up Alt Cult Nation, like any of these places, you're going to find it. Sometimes podcast is tacked onto the end, sometimes it's not. Yes. 
And yeah, if you like us and enjoy listening to us, you can rate us on iTunes. Yeah. And leave us reviews. Do that. Unless they're mean, because then I'll get sad. Fuck that. I won't get sad. You can leave the mean ones and I'll read those. <laughs> I like the degradation. Degradation. Is that a word? Sure. Did I make that up? Probably. Like paralysis? Per- no. No, that's, that's the, the right word. Paralysis. That's what I said. <laughs> so many people have pointed out that I am an idiot. We're aware. <laughs> uh, but yeah, stay tuned. Keep listening. Yes, we appreciate all of you guys yes. who listen. Yes. And honestly, even if you don't listen, we still have fun making the episodes. So we enjoy this. Yes. Yes, we do. We like talking about weird shit. Yes. That's why we started this. Yes. So, yeah. Um, we'll probably eventually be less awkward when we end our episode. Someday. Yes. We're pretty fucking awkward to begin with. Yes. I'll be the same. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.